If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VEASAN's College Football Betting Podcast. Welcome in another edition of the VEASAN College Football Betting Podcast. Alongside Matt Humans, I am Tim Murray getting ready for week two of the college football season, certainly a, a heftier card and a card that it might make my partner, Matt Humans just just drool a little bit like mm. you're going to In-N-Out because there are 19, count them, 19 home underdogs this week, Matt Humans. Well, Tim, some of the dogs I played last week played dead. So hopefully, uh, hopefully the dogs are alive this week. And this uh, this segment won't be in and out. This is sponsored by Raising Cane. Uh, I don't know. Hopefully, if the-, the dogs are raising cane this weekend, and uh, I am going to play some. Yeah, yeah. me too. Uh, actually, looking at my card. Uh, all dogs, and uh, I believe you are the same way. So we uh, have uh, hopefully a, a bounce back. It wasn't a terrible week, not a great week. I know the big thing is uh, accountability on social media nowadays when it comes to plays. I think that's fair. Uh, we do our records. Uh, and I was we were playing it back uh, before the show because I didn't know if, whether or not to count this because the FBS-FCS lines did not come out until Saturday, so it couldn't have been an official play on Thursday. But Iowa State, Northern Iowa did go under. So, Matt, official ruling, does that count for me or not? 
That counts. All right. That's a winner. That is a winner. If it was a loser, wouldn't have counted, right? Well, no. <laughs> here's one of the issues with the uh, with the FBS FCS games. When those, I, I wish those lines came out a little bit sooner, and I'm not sure why they come out so late. Yeah. In some cases, without a doubt, the best bet I had last week. I didn't have a lot of good ones. Was Southern Utah plus 33 and a half at Arizona State? Yeah. But the line didn't come out until the day of the game, and um, Tam, it's. Uh, a little bit frustrating because some, those are some of the, the weakest lines, the softest lines you're going to find on the border in those matchups, which is why the lines don't come out later. But can't you put them out the day before the game? Do they have to come out on game day? And um, that's a little bit frustrating, but nice job by you on that Northern Iowa matchup. And uh, let's, get, let's pick a few more winners this week. Yeah, so uh, overall, 2-2 two and two last week for me, 2-4 and four for Matt. Three and four on the season for Mr. Humans on the podcast. I know week zero on VSIN tonight, you are two and oh, and uh, for me on the year three and two. But uh, let's jump right into it, Matt. The biggest game of the weekend, college game day, will be in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Number three, Alabama taking on Texas. This is a 7 p.m. Eastern kick on ESPN. And uh, we have seen, at time of record, we are recording this on Thursday afternoon, for anyone who was uh, wondering, we have seen a hook arrive at DraftKings on the Longhorns. And that has piqued your interest, Mr. Humans. You are looking to the dog here on the road in Texas. Yeah, I'm checking the screen, and uh, I think we're going to see a couple more. Actually, I see another seven and a half out there uh, at a book I don't have access to, but you're going to see seven and a half, a couple more pop up in this game. I think the public's going to prefer the uh, favorite. My, my interest has been peaked in this game for a couple reasons. Uh, one is the Alabama secondary, Tim. It's a new-look secondary. Lost a couple key guys from last year and now banged up with injuries. Hey, these Texas wide receivers are going to be a handful for the tied secondary in this matchup. And Quinn Ewers, I didn't think, looked that great last week, the Texas quarterback. You know, if you recall last year's game, I know you do. A lot of people believe that Texas would have won that game in Austin if Quinn Ewers didn't go down after getting hit and leaving the game with a shoulder injury. Alabama won it 20-19. Well, I think in this matchup, Ewers being healthy is going to make a difference, but he's got veteran wide receivers working against a suspect, shorthanded, tied secondary, and I think that's going to be the difference here. Plus, Texas is big and physical on the offensive and defensive lines, not going to be pushed around in this matchup. I was surprised at how good Jalen Milrow, Alabama quarterback, looked last week. Now, he's against Middle Tennessee, but he accounted for five total touchdowns, looked a lot better than he did in his brief action a year ago when he was backing up Bryce Young. Uh, I've got to play the dog here, Tim. You can get the seven and the hook, and that's enough to get me hooked in on the Longhorns because I think this is going to be a down-to-the-wire game. I'm going to say Alabama wins it by a field goal. So a couple injuries. You mentioned suspect secondary to keep an eye on. Malachi Moore, who is a projected first-round pick for Alabama, he is uh, his status is is up in the air, and also Jalen Key, the transfer from UAB, I believe his status is up in the air right. too. So certainly something to keep in mind. Uh, Texas, a team both you and I, Matt, preseason high on, which is always a worrisome uh, endeavor. But they have some talented wide receivers. When you look at uh, the likes of Xavier Worthy, who had seven catches last week, Jordan Whittington, uh, Jatavian Sanders, their tight end, uh, Ad Mitchell had three catches and a touchdown for Texas last week, and then Isaiah Nayer just one. Catch catch the uh, transfer from Wyoming. It's entirely possible that Sark completely gets out coached by Nick Saban Very in this possible. matchup and Bama wins by double digits. My Sark is a big concern of mine because he's not a great game manager. 
but he's got the talent here for Texas to actually go into Tuscaloosa and win this game. I have to take the seven and a half. You know, a lot of people will say the game of the week is, is Texas, Alabama. That's where college game day is. The other pregame show is headed to, yep, headed to Boulder, Colorado. Big noon kickoff will be there for the prime effect as Colorado the fighting Mike Pritchards take on the Nebraska Cornhuskers and the Colorado Buffaloes after their performance as a 21-point underdog last week, Matt. A 45-42 victory. Shador Sanders throwing for over 500 yards. Four different wide receivers having over 100 yards receiving. One of them is a running back, Dylan Edwards. Travis Hunter doing it on both ends of the field. 45-42 Colorado victory. And the Buffs are now in the AP Top 25 at number 22. Nebraska had a 10-3 lead against Minnesota on the road, and in typical Nebraska fashion, they blew that lead, as I believe the stat is now in the last 24 games decided by a touchdown or less. <laughs> Nebraska is 4-20 in those games. Wow. Matt, as we sit here right now, this is very interesting because this will be, I believe, the most publicly bet one-sided game of the entire week. You're seeing different books mention that. We're showing you a graphic for those of you watching with us on Thursday at DraftKings. Colorado is catching three. Well, I'm here to tell you right now, Circa, the Westgate Superbook, and other shops across town have actually dipped down to two and a half. Last night, personally, Wednesday night, I was able to get it at a local shop at three and a half. I'm on Colorado here. Uh, it could be a situation where or excuse me, I'm on Nebraska here. I beg your pardon. I'm on Nebraska here. It could be a situation where this team just has more firepower, Colorado, than Nebraska. But the game of the year line was as high as nine in favor of the Cornhuskers, Matt. Mm -hmm. I'm going to take the three. If there's a three and a hook out there, I would grab that. Uh, but for the p podcast purposes, it'll be, probably be three because I don't see any three and a halfs out there. But uh, I'm, with, uh, I'm with the corn here in this spot. Yeah, I've got a bet in my pocket on three and a half, plus three and a half with Nebraska here. We'll go on the record of plus three is to play with the Cornhuskers. Right now, DraftKings is at three. South Point opened this nine over the summer. Yep. Nebraska minus nine. Uh, Circa on Sunday opened Colorado minus five. You're talking about a 14-point adjustment right there in those two numbers. Now, did there deserve to be an adjustment? Hell yes, because <laughs> yeah. uh, a lot of people had Colorado misrated. I, I would say that... Um, the number was – it was a misread on the rating on uh, the Colorado Buffaloes by odds makers, a lot of handicappers. Hey, I talked about this last week, Tim. I said TCU is not as talented as Colorado. In fact, the Buffaloes starting 22 more talented than TCU. I don't think you I could agree. argue that. No, you can't. And uh, we saw that play out on the field. In the preseason, I had TCU rated – power rated my number 42 team in the country. Uh they weren't a legit – the Horned Frogs are not a legit top 25 team. And TCU's also got a terrible defense. So I don't think you can make too much out of what happened in Fort Worth last weekend. Yeah, I give Colorado all the credit in the world for showing up, showing out, and uh, winning that game 45-42. Travis Hunter with a big pick down there the goal line. Colorado with a big fourth down conversion that results in a touchdown. Some big plays the Buffaloes made to win that game. Deion Sanders – has been talking like he just won the Super Bowl. Meanwhile, the Cornhuskers grinding, blew a game they should have won. How about the Nebraska defense last week? Allowed 251 total yards, 55 rushing yards, 3.6 yards per play. 
It's going to be a, it looked like the black shirts. It's just going to be a different type of challenge for the Colorado offense this week. I don't think uh, the talent being superior is going to make a huge, huge difference. And also, Nebraska should have a coaching edge. The situ- I'm a situational handicapper, first and foremost. I got to take the Cornhuskers and the points, and I did. You know, I do this every week, every Tuesday night on Visa and Primetime. You talk about letdown spots, right? Big emotional moments. You might say, this isn't a letdown spot for Colorado. This is the home opener. It's a sellout at Folsom Field. That's true. But look at how they celebrated. Look at look at how everything transpired after that game. And I totally understand it. People were very questionable about, you know, the hire and the transfer portal and all of that. And they looked the part. And Sean Lewis, the offensive coordinator for Colorado, called a tremendous, tremendous game. As long as Jeff Sims, Matt, doesn't turn the ball over on a regular basis, which he uh, tended to do last week, uh, then I think you're sitting in a, in a decent spot here with the corn. So uh, I will take the uh, three. Hopefully a three and a half emerges out there. But uh, give me Nebraska in this spot. Big noon kickoff against uh, the Colorado Buffaloes. All right. On the other side, Matt Newmans, I mentioned a whole bunch of home dogs. And uh, we'll, we'll do a little bit of a teaser before we head to the break because I know you've got to play on this one and it, it, it hurts me inside. Notre Dame, number 10 in the country, a seven and a half point favorite, Matt. We'll do full analysis on the other side, but this is a spot where you think the Irish might be just a little bit too overvalued going down on the road to take on NC State. Well, it's a big step up in class from facing Navy and uh, Tennessee State, and I think that um, Irish are for real. I think they're the real deal, but when you start laying more than a touchdown on the road against legit opponents, it's probably a legit top 25 team in NC State. It's a different story. NC State, a home dog, one of 19 home dogs. One particular spot is one that I absolutely love. We'll get into that as well. Plenty more plays to come. It is the VSIN College Football Betting Podcast. Alongside Matt Humans, I'm Tim Murray. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. This is Beeson's College Football Betting Podcast. Week two of the college football season. We got a whole lot of dogs. We were just talking about it during the break. I think it's like the 12-year anniversary of the Coastal Carolina coach. Uh, I want dogs. I don't want any kitty cats. Meow. I want dogs. Well, speaking (laughs) of dogs, there's a whole lot of them, and we're going to be betting them. Uh, Already in the can, we've got a best bet from Matt Texas plus the seven and a half, and both Matt and I going with the corn. Plus the three, which is the current number available. Shout out to Brent Musburger. He came on your show, Vsin tonight. Mm-hmm. He said he liked the prime effect against uh, TCU, and he was absolutely right. Not the f- he last. He didn't just time. like it. He bet it. Yeah. He took the twenty-one. He had, he had the best number. That's how pro bets. There and you go. I'll tell you this: this is not the last time Brent Musburger will be mentioned on this podcast. But let's get to Notre Dame, NC State. We hinted at a little bit. Notre Dame has won 28 straight games over ACC foes in the regular season. Mm -hmm. Uh, The ACC commissioner, Jim Phillips, during media days uh, was pleading, can somebody please beat Notre Dame? Well, maybe it'll be NC State. Catching seven and a half, a very public side, no doubt, will be Notre Dame this week. Uh, John Murray from the Westgate Superbook on uh, Thursday let me know. Already 4-1 to one ticket count mm. on the Irish, which terrifies me. Uh, Carter-Finley Stadium can be a house of horrors. The last time Notre Dame went there, it was a hurricane, and they lost 10-3 to three in a game Brian Kelly just kept playing from the shotgun for some reason. But this is a play for you, Matt Newmans. I'm not going to disagree with it. I'm not personally mm-hmm. playing it, but why are you on the Wolfpack here? Speaking of Brian Kelly, he likes to shotgun at the one-yard line, too. Uh, four times in a row. Imagine that. When you, when, when you still have the rules in college football where you can push the quarterback into the end zone from behind, yep. he's got the quarterback in the shotgun at the one-yard line. Oh, by the way, Brian Kelly has not won 20-some games in a row against ACC opponents either. <laughs> he has not. <laughs> by the way, uh, 1-0 against Matt. We don't go head-to-head yep. against each other very often, so I will take that. And, you uh, have Florida uh, State? 
And I had uh, LSU. You might I, have to retire on that one. I had a friend text me in the third quarter of the game when Florida State took the lead. LSU was up 17-14 at halftime. Mm-hmm. Florida State comes back and takes the lead, and he said, LSU, live bet on the text. And I responded, LSU dead. <laughs> uh, there's nothing live about LSU at that point. And uh, Brian Kelly mismanaged that We move on here to Notre Dame, North Carolina State. How good has Sam Hartman been for the Irish so far? 82.5% completions, uh, 445 yards, six touchdowns, no picks, very few mistakes at all. Almost flawless. He has faced the defenses from Navy and Tennessee State. So I think uh, what you're going to see here is a big step up in class. When Hartman was a quarterback at Wake Forest, he faced NC State three times. He lost twice. He had six TD passes and six picks. Uh, so, you know, that doesn't mean a lot to me. He's in a new offense now at Notre Dame. It's a different story. But when you're taking this big step up in class, Tim, and it's a true road game, this is not a neutral, it's a true road game against a team that's power rated on the fringe of the top 25, uh, I think you got to play the home dog. I wasn't blown away by NC State in that first game, but I think the Wolfpack are going to be fired up here. They're going to be live dogs. And, um, They've also got a quarterback, Brennan Armstrong, who's passed for more than 9,000 yards in his career. When you have a veteran quarterback like that and you're catching seven and a half at home, good coach, good quarterback, I feel like you got to play it. Irish, first game on the road, this is going to be similar to what I feel like is going to play out in the Texas-Alabama game, Tim. Battle down to the wire, and I think the Irish squeak it out by a field goal. You're going to be celebrating on Twitter, <laughs> but we get to cover with NC State plus seven and a half. You know what? I... I... For my blood pressure, I kind of want it to be a rocking chair situation, but I don't think because you're right. my friend, and we like to give out winners <laughs> on this podcast, uh, I hope that is uh, I hope that is the case. I would prefer like a backdoor cover situation, but uh, regardless, this game scares me. Uh, I agree with everything that you said. I think the two guards for Notre Dame uh, in Coogan uh, and on one side, and uh, the other uh, new new starter on the uh, for the for the Irish. I think that they are going to be uh, tested quite a bit by Tony Gibson, a very good defensive coordinator. Uh, Billy Shrouth is the uh, other uh, guard. So uh, we'll see. Notre Dame. Uh, Sam Hartman. You mentioned uh, his numbers. They've been phenomenal against the Blitz this year. Twelve for twelve. Four touchdown passes. So uh, we'll see what Tony Gibson dials up. But he has uh, had Sam Hartman's number, so mm-hmm. to speak. That game, noon Eastern on ABC. Could be some rain in the forecast in Raleigh, which I think would actually benefit the Irish because of their running attack. How, how ironic is it the last time these teams played, I was actually on NC State in that game. Like you said, it was a hurricane. hurricane. It was just monsoon, like rains that day, and it was ten to three. You said the final ten to three, and I think there's a hurricane kind of headed that way this weekend too. It's not going to make it there for the game, right? Yeah, let's uh, let's yeah. let's not have that situation unfold again. Another home dog, three thirty Eastern, ABC, Texas A and M at Miami. These two teams played last year in a pretty ugly game. Texas A and M won in College Station, seventeen. 17- to nine, Miami actually outgained Texas A&M by 128 yards in that game last year. Had a 27 to 16 first down advantage, but ultimately the Canes—it was a kind of a foreshadowing of what their season would be. Disastrous. Uh, they did not come out with a victory. Uh, both these teams, albeit against lesser competition, pretty impressive in Week One. Miami took care of the real Miami, according to Brett Gabbert. Uh, 
dominated them 493 to 215 yards. Tyler Van Dyke, 17 to 22, 201 yards through the air. They won that game 38 to 3. Texas A&M, uh, they smashed New Mexico. Connor Wegman went 18 of 23, five touchdown passes here. Matt, I'm going to be on the dog here. I, I like Miami. Uh, we've seen a little bit of movement towards the Canes in the market this week, uh, but I'm going to take the four uh, with Miami against Texas A&M. Certainly think they're live. I uh, was hoping for like 105 or something like that. Just brutal conditions. Not going to be the case. It looks like temps in the upper 80s, low 90s, so it shouldn't be too bad there. 3.30 Eastern uh, on uh, on Saturday. But, you know, Miami went to the portal. Seventh best portal team in the country. Obviously, Texas A&M is uh, recruited at an elite level, but uh, I'm going to roll with Miami here. Shannon Dawson taking over as the OC after Josh Gaddis uh, did not work out for uh, – for the uh, Canes last year. Lance Guidry, the new defensive coordinator, very highly thought of coming from Marshall. So uh, give me the Canes plus the points against Texas A&M on Saturday. Two coaches I don't like here. Agreed uh, with that. Jimbo Fisher and Mario Cristobal, two bet against coaches for me for the most part. I don't disagree with the home dog here. I'm just going to stay away from this play. I'm, uh, I'll let you play it. I'll root for your side here. Texas A&M didn't prove a lot to me last week by pounding New Mexico. That's a really bad Lobos team offensively inept. So I, I still, with Texas A&M, I still have to see it to believe it. You're going to have to prove it to me. So uh, I know I got a friend who loves A&M in this game, and I said, I don't know how you can love A&M. I don't love Miami either, yeah. uh, but this is a, a, a prove-it-to-me uh, type of game where I'm just going to watch and uh, take some notes. Well, one game that you and I are on the same side of has been a situational spot I have been looking forward to all off-season long. Uh, we have a clip from the VSIN College Football Betting Podcast. This was back on May 31st, talking about how this game could potentially set up. So this was back on May 31st. I was trying to will this scenario into existence. Uh, take a listen as we get you ready for Oregon and Texas Tech. Give me a nice plus price there, odds makers. Week two, Texas Tech hosting Oregon. Let's. Uh, I think let's I can win that game all right. I do too, uh, and I, I, you know, I, we talked about Wyoming, Texas Tech. I feel like we've talked yeah. about it way too much on this podcast already. Not just this particular one, but just over the past couple of weeks. But the the way my brain works, Brad, I'm like Texas Tech. I know you bet it, so I don't want you to lose your bet. But I'm like, give That's me a right. close game against Wyoming, so then people <laughs> say, ah, they stink, and then we just pounce on Texas Tech week two against Oregon. <laughs> All right, we spoke it into existence. Now let's. Bring it on home, Texas Tech. A best bet for Matt last week was Wyoming plus the points. I personally bet it, but didn't give it on the podcast. Tailed Mr. Humans there and was able to cash that one with an outright victory for the Pokes. Texas Tech went up to Laramie. They outgained Wyoming by over 110 yards. They had a 17-0 lead, blew that. And if you're into postgame win expectancy, Bill Conley does it, his S&P plus, 82.4% post-game win expectancy. Now, look, Bo Nix and Oregon, they throw up 81 points, the most points scored by an FBS team since 2014. But give me weird Lubbock at night, thinking back to when Brent Musburger was on the call, November 1st, 2008, when Graham Harrell connected with Michael Crabtree with one second to go as oh. Texas Tech beat Texas 39 to 33. Guns up, Matt. 
Give me the points with Texas Tech. Yeah, I like the Red Raiders here, too. A lot of handicappers really high on this Texas Tech team going into the season. You can't jump off the bandwagon just because of one uh, loss in Laramie. That's a tough place to play. And like I said last week, Wyoming's got maybe the best defense in the Mountain West with 10 starters back. Craig Bowles, a hell of a coach. You had an experienced quarterback, a big physical offensive line, and three guys who could run it. Wyoming's not a bad team at all. I thought that 14 was too big last week. This is a classic situational spot again where you got a good team off a bad loss, coming home as a home dog, an inflated line. The number was supposed to be three and a half. Now we got seven. I'll take the Red Raiders. I think they got a great shot to win the game. We got the Tyler Shuck revenge game. We got Bo Nix on the road. Come on, Red Raiders. Texas Tech, prime time in Lubbock. More road dogs to discuss on the other side. It is the VSIN College Football Betting Podcast. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glazer Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glazer Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glazer Podcast to start listening. This is VEASAN's College Football Betting Podcast. I want more dogs. We need more dogs, Matt. Last week. No kitty cats. No kitty cats in here. Last week, dogs, home dogs, went 7-4 and four ATS. Four outright wins, including the Pokes of Wyoming this week. 19, count them, 19 Home dogs, and we just talked about Texas Tech, uh, both Matt and I on the Red Raiders. Guns up. Let's get a good situational spot. Lubbock at night, uh, six and a half. Both Matt and I were able to get the seven. Uh, you know, look around. You probably get a cheap seven uh, out there as well. But let's get to a top 25 matchup. Another home dog situation where the Tulane Green Wave host Ole Miss. And this is a 3.30 Eastern kick on ESPN2. My bad. I thought uh, I thought South Alabama would be ready for the challenge. They were not. Uh, corners, not pretty uh, there for South Alabama. A couple turnovers as well led to a 20-point two-lane victory. Well done, Green Wave. Michael Pratt, 14 of 15, 294 yards, four touchdowns. Also passed Sean King for second most touchdowns in two-lane history, as John Schriffen on the call said, move over, Sean King. So uh, Michael Pratt now tied with Patrick Ramsey for the school lead for most touchdown passes. A 98.0 passing grade per PFF. Hell of a performance. But Michael Pratt banged up, Matt, in this spot. And uh, we've seen the market really go with Ole Miss in this situation. And I would agree with it. Um, I tend to lean here Ole Miss. Not going to be an official play. But this offense for Ole Miss is the real deal. 667 yards, albeit against FCS Mercer. Uh, Quinshawn Jenk- Judkins, 1,500 rushing yards last year, tops in the SEC. Mm-hmm. Trey Harris, the transfer they got in from Louisiana Tech, four touchdown receptions. How about Ole Miss in the portal this year? Number three, according to 247 Sports. Jackson Dart looks the part. If you don't like him, you go to Spencer Sanders. You don't like him, go to Will Howard. They got an embarrassment of riches offensively. I think this, while I was wrong last week, Matt, I think this is where you start to see those holes of Tulane losing their top three, four uh, tacklers from last year, losing their defensive coordinator, losing their offensive coordinator. Uh, great win last week. You proved me wrong. Uh, I will not officially play this, but I, I look a little bit towards the Rebs in this spot. Yeah, I did not bet this, but I lean Rebels too. I don't disagree with what you said. I mean, how stacked is that Ole Miss quarterback room? Jackson Dart is going to be the starter again this week against the Green Wave, but he's got Spencer Standers, transfer from Oklahoma State, Will Howard uh, behind him. This this is a high-powered Ole Miss offense again. Uh, And I I think Tulane is probably going to look like a a bit of a different team this week. I was surprised the Green Wave looked so good last week. 
beat your South Alabama. A lot of guys, Ooh. a lot of guys like South Alabama last last week. Not yeah. just you. And we were all wrong. I think uh, Tulane <laughs> comes back to earth a little bit here, and um, I don't want to bet against this Ole Miss team. Like I said, it's going to be Ole Miss or pass. More home dogs. How about the Baylor Bears? They lose to Texas State. Wow. Mm -hmm. The Bobs go down there and take care of business. TJ Finley. uh, Auburn fans are wondering, where the hell was that when you were at Auburn? He was phenomenal for Texas State. We'll get to Texas State maybe to close out the show. An interesting one against UTSA. Uh, No bet for me in this one. Both starting quarterbacks, I would imagine, will be out. We know Blake Shapin, the quarterback for Baylor, will be out. Cam Rising didn't play week one for Utah against Florida. They were able to win that game and cover 24-11. to Uh, Market rolling with the Utah Utes in this one, as high as 8.5 as we look right now. Noon Eastern on ESPN, Matt. Yeah, I was shaping out. I don't want the Bears. I'm told that uh, Cameron Rising's doubtful. And leaning towards being out in this game in Waco. But, Tim, I'm not going to lay this type of number on the road with the Utes. I was not blown away with the, uh, the way the Utah offense looked with Bryson Barnes, a quarterback. You had a couple quarterbacks playing that first game against Florida. You had the big touchdown strike right off the bat by Barnes. And then, Tim, there was not a lot of offense from Utah the rest of the way. And I didn't see enough that says, hey, okay, I'm going to lay more than a touchdown on the road with uh, Utah with backup quarterback. So this is going to be a pass for me. Prime time on the Palouse, Washington State, and uh, once again, Mm. raising my hand, I was wrong, bet against Washington State last week, thought my uh, Colorado State Rams got a nice CLV trophy on that one, not to be the case. Here's the thing with uh, closing line value, for those who don't know what CLV means, it just means a bunch of us had it wrong. (laughs) It does. It was one of those spots where Matt and I, uh, I am known, I don't know if you know this, but I am known... To, uh, to, to express my feelings on Twitter yeah. every once in a while. And uh, w- within, about, within about five minutes, I was like, I'm on the wrong side yeah, of this one. You could, you could tell right away. I didn't even waste my time watching the whole game because you could tell, like you said, right away there was a mismatch. Colorado State a, couldn't run the ball. Misread. And yeah. uh, Washington State looked the part. And Cameron Ward, three, uh, 451 passing yards, three touchdowns, also rushed for 40 yards. They obliterate Colorado State. 50 to 24. So they're now at home. They beat Wisconsin last year, 17 to 14. Matt, I'm curious your read on this one. Uh, Washington State is catching six on uh, at home against Wisconsin, a Wisconsin team you are very high on. So any thoughts on what to expect prime time in Pullman? Yeah, you have to separate the big picture and your season-long futures bets from your individual game handicapping Tim in situations like this. Yeah, I, I love the Badgers and the big picture. I think they go over eight and a half wins. They win the Big Ten West. But this is a tricky spot in the schedule. Again, last year, Wisconsin was a 17-point home favorite in this game and lost 17-14. Didn't even score 17. And that's why Paul Christ is gone, why Graham Mertz is gone, and why Luke Fickle is in, a new offensive coordinator's in, and you have Tanner Mordecai, the transfer from SMU, a quarterback. Mordecai did not look great last week, to put it mildly. But he's adjusting to a new offense. Man, I, I tell you what, the more I look at this game, if, if six and a halfs pop up on the screen, I was hoping for a seven at some point this week. I think the home dog Cougars might be the play here, Tim, because this is a, a tough travel spot for Wisconsin, and it's not a Wisconsin offense that looked really good last week. Washington State did look really good. You don't want to overreact, but hey, it's Cam Ward's second year in the system at Washington State, and he looked like it. Tanner Mordecai looked like a, game in his, looked like a player in his first game in a system at Wisconsin. 
Uh, this is not an official play for me right now, but I bet you by Saturday I'm probably going to have Washington State, and hopefully I'll have plus seven if I can get that. Tanner Mordecai, the SMU transfer, two picks against Buffalo, mm-hmm. but they do have dynamic runner, running backs and Ches Malusi and Braylon Allen both going for over 140 yards. And that's the difference, I think, why Wisconsin's going to be the best team in the Big Ten West. Those two running backs are studs, and uh, I don't think they're going to, that offense is going to be slowed down. Once, they, Tim, they play a few games, Badgers are going to look a hell of a lot better. And Phil Longo, air raid, air raid, air raid. Yeah, yeah when he had Javante Williams and Michael Carter in the backfield in North Carolina, both of those guys rushed for over 1,000 sure. yards. He <clears throat> utilizes his running backs. Dynamic offense yeah, won't be on uh, display in the old Cyhawk Trophy game, Matt. 3.30 Eastern on Fox. Uh, this will no doubt be the game where I'm going to be probably most angry at myself. Because I'm taking the points with the Cyclones. Give me the four with Iowa State. Rocco Becht, Anthony Becht's son, started for the Cyclones. 10 of 13, 113 yards, two touchdowns. I'm not playing this because of the offense. Iowa State's defense is the real deal. And I think this is going to be an ugly game. Look at the total. For those of you watching with us, you can see it. 36 and a half. That would be the lowest NFL game. And it's a college football game between Iowa State and Iowa. What was the score last year, you're wondering? Uh, 10 to 7, Iowa State (laughs) won that game. Uh, Interesting nugget here. Five straight wins for the Hawkeyes in Ames. So they've had the Cyclones number. I know all offseason we've been talking about the fact that Hunter Deckers and a handful of other members of Iowa State, four starters in total, no longer with the program because of the gambling uh, situation. I think that's why you're getting maybe a shred of value on the Cyclones here. And Cade McNamara is not healthy. The Michigan transfer, 17 of 30 last week in a really uninspiring effort against Utah State. So uh, give me the four and a half with the Cyclones here at home against Iowa. Uh, What could go wrong betting on uh, Iowa State and Rocco Becht? Late night, Matt. It's always good to have a a late night bet. You had one. You were watching it in person. You had Coastal Carolina plus yeah. the 14 and a half. Yeah, I had to sweat that one out too, Tim. Like you're going to have to sweat this one out with the uh, the Cyclones. I don't think there's a rivalry in college football that bores me more than the Cyhawk. <laughs> uh, Iowa, Iowa State, did they ever play? I mean, there was one entertaining game a few years ago. 44-41, I want to say. That was a really good yeah. game. Other than that, man, this, this is uh, – we're, I think we're going to send Mike Palm out there to do the ceremonial <laughs> coin flip before the game. Grew up in Iowa. You, you have to live in Iowa to enjoy this type of game. But I will say the Iowa defense is going to be legit. Yep. And uh, once again, the Hawkeyes are going to have a chance to win the Big Ten West as well. I, I don't disagree with you. You're taking four and a half points in a game with a total of four, th- 36, and it was 10 to 7 last year. But I know that at some point you're going to be really aggravated. You're going to be <laughs> tweeting. You're going to be ticked off. So I just want you to know what you're in for, Tim, before this game oh, even kicks I, off. Oh, I totally know. Okay. I, I'm just waiting for 6-3 to three to be the final score uh, in this game, which would be totally fine if we could get 6-3. to three. So that game, once again. You might again, get 6-0. 6-0 uh, let's, huh? let's okay. wouldn't be great. It wouldn't be great. Uh, but I mentioned it. Speaking of late night. It's always good to have some late-night tickets in pocket. I've got one. Another play from Matt in that late-night window. We'll wrap things up next on the VSIN College Football Betting Podcast. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. 
Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray, rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. This is Beeson's College Football Betting Podcast. Wouldn't you know we haven't finished all the dog talk. There's still some more dogs out there. Matt Humans, Matt Humans at Matt Humans 247. I'm at one Tim Murray. All right, let's get to some more dogs. And Matt, we live in Las Vegas, so these games kick off around 7, 7.30. But for those back east, it's thought to be maybe the get-back spot sometimes. Mm-hmm. Having a ticket in pocket late night always kind of makes you feel warm and fuzzy inside. <laughs> and Matt, like I mentioned in the previous segment, he was able to cash that UC, uh, Coastal Carolina plus 14.5 ticket. We both have a play in a late-night game this weekend. I'll start with yours. Oklahoma State at Arizona State, 10.30 Eastern. This game will kick off 
on FS1. This is actually an important play for your win totals, I believe, Very because you important. are pro. Swing game. Yeah, this is yeah. a big game. So give us the breakdown. The Sun Devils catching, I believe you can get three and a hook uh, out there. Uh, well, the, the hooks have disappeared. The hooks have disappeared, but they're, they're a three-point dog against the Pokes of Oklahoma State. Yeah, for record-keeping purposes here, we'll call it Arizona State plus three. I was on the uh, Follow the Money show with Mitch Moss and Paul Howard on uh, Tuesday morning, and I took Arizona State plus four. There were a bunch of fours out there at that point. Those, those have disappeared. Now, I played Oklahoma State win total under six and a half, and Arizona State over four and a half, so love to see Arizona State win this game, obviously. But I do like the uh, Sun Devils regardless, even if you throw out the win total plays here. Jaden Rashada, freshman quarterback, got to start because Drew Pine, the Notre Dame transfer, Injured his hamstring in camp. I thought Sun Devils were going to be better early in the season with Drew Pine at quarterback. He's not a superstar, Tim, but he's got a lot of <laughs> no, experience. <he's> not. <laughs> you know, at Notre Dame, he played in big games. He's got experience. He'd be better than a freshman. Uh, but Pine, I don't think he's going to play this week either. So it looks like the freshman Rashad is going to go again. But he could take a big leap and improvement from week one to week two. Kenny Dillingham, the uh, young coach at Arizona State. Uh, 30, I think he just turned 34 years old. He's going to prove to be a really good hire in Tempe. And I think he, he's got the type of creative offensive mind that's going to elevate this offense. And uh, Arizona State's got a lot of transfers, over 30 transfers. They've got to integrate into the system on both sides of the ball. So things were a little bit ragged the first week. And uh, Sun Devils didn't come close to covering that 34 points against Southern Utah, but I'm not going to read too much into that. That was a weird night where a dust storm hit the uh, yeah, bizarre hit the stadium in Tempe, and uh, Arizona State was lucky to escape with a 24-21 win. I do like this Arizona State team. Eight home games on the schedule. This is the second one. I think the Sun Devils are going to go over that win total of four and a half. Oklahoma State, Tim, i got to mention this quickly. Cowboys could not run the ball for the first three quarters last week against Central Arkansas. Their offense woke up a little bit in the fourth quarter, but they don't have elite quarterback play by any stretch. Uh, they've got uh, Adam Bowman, Alan Bowman, former uh, Texas Tech transfer who yep. went to Michigan, couldn't see the field. Gunnar Gundy coaches some behind him. And uh, this Oklahoma State offense is really struggling. I think uh, – Mike Gundy was the biggest loser of the offseason in terms of Power 5 coaches are close to it. In terms of the transfer portal, he lost a lot, including his starting quarterback, Spencer Sanders. Uh, playmakers on both sides of the ball. I like the home dog here. Sun Devils on Saturday night catching three. Like I said, it opened four. But this is an Oklahoma State team that led Central Arkansas 13-7 to going into the fourth quarter last week and could not run the ball, was having trouble moving the ball offensively. I like Arizona State here to win the game. Hopefully that happens. And uh, you're right about what you say about Saturday nights. You always like to have action, but you especially like to have winners. On a Saturday night late window, because there are people looking for the get-even game or the get-out game, and uh, that's, that's one of the uh, few late-night games on uh, Saturday. Well, hopefully it'll be the cherry-on-top games that yeah. me and you are uh, sitting with <clears throat> some winners in our pocket and just uh, increasing that. By the way, the Pac-12, Matt, 12-0 and straight up last week. 10 and 2 ATS. Yeah. Quite the uh, impressive Pac 12 week. And uh, we'll see if they keep building on it. Hopefully, Arizona State comes home. And hopefully, in Berkeley, 
The Cal Golden Bears continue to build off mm-hmm. what they did last week. A very popular pick was the North Texas Mean Green last week. And Cal went down to Denton wow. and dropped 58 on the Mean Green. 669 yards of offense, 322 passing yards, and then 347 rushing yards. They got two legitimate running backs. Jaden Ott is back. 188 yards on the ground, and then they got the Montana State transfer, whose name I'm not going to try to pronounce, but he rushed for three touchdowns in that game. And uh, our friend Brian Edwards uh, pointed this out on social media. Justin Wilcox, as a home dog, head coach of Cal, 10 and 4 ATS. As a dog, just straight up 26 and 10 ATS. I'm going to roll with the Cal Golden Bears. They're playing Auburn, 10:30 Eastern. I really liked what I saw from Cal. Uh, they were a team that they did lose uh, the kid Sturdivant, who's uh, going to be really good for UCLA. But sure. they were busy in the portal, adding some pieces. And I think Cal is live in this spot late night in Berkeley. We talked about travel spot for Wisconsin. It's a tricky travel spot for Auburn. You're flying all the way out uh, to the Bay Area. This isn't going to be a situation where it's going to be a raucous crowd. We know uh, it's not going to be that lively there in uh, in Berkeley. <laughs> but... I do like Jake Spavadol taking over this offense, proved out in week number one, and I think Cal's going to be able to score on Auburn. Auburn did cover against UMass. That was a, another popular dog, UMass, last week. But uh, this game opened seven, quickly went down to six and a half, and I always think that's kind of an indicator, Matt, of where this is sitting. I think the public's going to think Auburn's on sale here. Yeah. Probably didn't watch a ton of Cal. Uh, they think Hugh Freeze is going to get things going. I thought it was a good hire, but uh, I'm going to take six and a half. You can find a cheap seven. I have a, got a cheap seven at minus 115 at a local shop here in take Vegas, uh, but take the seven. Uh, Sam Jackson, the quarterback, did hurt his shoulder, but has been reportedly practicing all week, which is good news. Ben Finley, though, stepped in and played Finley really played well. well. Actually, I think sevens will show up again on this game, so don't take six and a half yet. It's a Saturday night game. There's a good chance you're going to see seven on the board, so if you like the Bears as dogs, you're going to be able to get plus seven. And, uh, Tim, I like that side too. That's on my short list of uh, games I'm probably going to play this week. I might even take 31 if I can get it with Stanford at USC. You know, we got three West Coast games late Saturday. Off the radar game for me before we get to our best bet recap, uh, Rutgers, Matt, got an opportunity to play on CBS Wow, that was uh, that was something. Uh, they beat Northwestern 24 to seven. Rutgers held Northwestern to around 200 yards of offense. The Rutgers offense, though, not that impressive. Just 285 yards. This is kind of a hold your nose special, but I'm gonna take the nine with Temple at Rutgers here. Uh, this was uh, I'll shout out Adam Burke earlier this week. He he brought me onto this one and uh, it intrigued me. Temple was struggling early against Akron. Defense ratcheted up against the uh, Zips there uh, uh, last weekend. So uh, I'll take the points in Piscataway with the Temple Owls. Give me the nine with. Temple, Matt. So uh, let's get to a little uh, best bet recap. And if we have time, maybe slip in another game or two. But, you know, people always want the best bet recap. So Mm -hmm. five official plays for Matt. Uh, Matt, what do you have official plays here for the podcast? All right. NC State plus seven and a half against Notre Dame. That's a home dog. Nebraska. What are we calling this? Three or three and a half? Uh, we'll call it three for official yeah, let's, purposes. Let's call it three because I think all the three and a halves have disappeared at this moment, right? You might get it, but <clears throat> it went down to two and a half at time of record. So we'll all save right. three for, uh, for, for 
keeping purposes. Also, I'll call Arizona State plus three, even though I've got plus four. I think all the three and a halfs have disappeared on that one, too. Uh, we'll, the Sun Devils as home dogs. Uh, Wolfpack as home dogs. How about the Texas Tech Red Raiders as home dogs? You got plus Guns seven. Up, plus seven on Tech. And we're taking two road dogs, Nebraska being one, the other being Texas, plus seven and a half at Alabama. DraftKings has the best number if you like the dog in that game. Seven in the hook on the Longhorns. All right. Uh, my best bet recap, a couple similarities. Uh, I like when we're on the same side as opposed to going head-to-head. I don't like this competitiveness between you and me. Uh, Texas Tech, guns up. Down in Lubbock. Let's, uh, let's channel Brent Musburger from 2008. Let's get a late touchdown to give the Red Raiders an outright victory there. We're going with the corn. We're fading Coach Prime. Maybe an overreaction. Maybe a little bit of a letdown for, for the corn. Officially, for the podcast purposes, that is plus three. Iowa State plus the four and a half. What could go wrong in a game with a total of 36 and a half? Miami. Two coaches, I agree with Matt. That I do not like, but we're going to trust uh, in Mario Cristobal, I guess, a little bit more. We're going to take the four with the Canes. Cal, hopefully we can get the seven. Uh, if you can get the cheap seven, grab that. Maybe wait a little bit because this is the late-night game where we're taking the Cal Golden Bears plus the six-and-a-half or seven. And then Temple plus the nine, Matt. Uh, that is going to do it for the podcast. A pretty good Friday night game. Mm-hmm. Illinois, Kansas. Jalen Daniels expected to make his season debut yeah. for the Jayhawks. That's Matt Humans at Matt Humans 247. I am at one Tim Murray. Let's have ourselves a winning week. We'll talk to you next week right here on the VSIN College Football Betting Podcast. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's Reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. 
Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 